and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Flavia Munn, editor of Nursing Standard and your podcast host. Now this episode of the podcast is looking at how we can best support newly registered international nurses. Starting a new job can be both exciting and nerve-wracking, but when that role is also in a new country, it can add further complexity and apprehension. There are currently 92,260 nursing staff from overseas on the nursing register, and that's outside of the European economic area. Now, that is an increase of almost 25,000 international nursing staff on four years ago. Now, just like newly qualified nurses, this group needs support too, though in different ways. So what does this support look and feel like? Joining me to discuss this is Michelle Matandabari, Head of Nursing for Workforce and Education at Medway NHS Foundation Trust. Michelle is responsible for supporting newly registered international nurses at her workplace. And also here is Selwyn Semple, who is a newly registered international nurse at Medway. So hi, Michelle and Selwyn. Welcome very much to the podcast. Thank you very much, Flavia. Really good to have to be here. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for sparing the time. I know you're you're very busy, obviously, at the moment. So we'll um, kick kick off with um, a question, really, uh, for for you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. How has Medway looked at international recruitment to meet your workforce needs, and particularly during COVID nineteen? Yeah, so Midway Foundation Trust were already recruiting from abroad, so it wasn't something that was new. And over the over the last few years, they have seen quite a number of nurses that are coming through the international pipeline. So that's something that they'd already do, been doing as part of their recruitment strategy. However, obviously, with the pandemic coming into effect, like any organisation, we still had quite a lot of vacancies. And obviously with the pandemic, we needed to ensure that we had the adequate amount of nursing staff within our areas. So as a result, that created a level of urgency to try and get as many nurses as possible to come through our pipeline. But I mean, the good news is because we were already doing it, we always had quite a lot of nurses within our pipeline. So all we just needed to do was to try and see how we can increase that pipeline within that period of where the pandemic uh, difficulties started to occur. So in other words, our resourcing team started working extra hard in ensuring that we can build the numbers up. And what we did is we partnered with uh, an agency to try and help us to try and see how we can expedite our OSCE process, which is the uh, exam that our international nurses need to take as part of the assessment process. I mean, we do run our own OSCE program here. But what it meant is because we wanted to have more numbers and because of the limitations, because of social distancing, it meant we couldn't run too many classes. So what we did is we were able to outsource and partner with an agency, which would then help us to um, run a separate OSCE program as well, alongside our own Medway Foundation Trust OSCE program. And yeah, and we also received quite a bit of financial support as well that came through NHS England to support the whole process in terms of what we would have needed to get those national international nurses onboarded as quickly as possible and what support they would need from a pastoral perspective as well, like what you said, coming in through the pandemic, but also these guys are leaving their own um, country to come and work in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And how easy has, has that process been for the Trust? Have there been any challenges? 
I mean, like I said, we were already doing it. So we'd already mm-hmm. passed the first hurdle. So in other words, it's not like we're having to set up and we we're trying to build relationships with. I mean, we've already got countries that we know, for example, from the Philippines and from uh, India, where we do recruit quite a lot of our nurses. But because we were getting applications from other parts of the world as well through an adver- advertisement that we had. So nurses were able to apply directly or to, you know, through word of mouth and stuff and were able to contact the organization about coming to work. So that kind of made it easier as well. So in other words, um, our sources were quite wide in terms of being open. So because mm-hmm. we had the systems already set up and our recruitment teams were already quite used to the processes as well. So, you know, I mean, I think the challenge was obviously the limitations that were caused by the pandemic in terms mm-hmm. of the traveling and then now seeing countries like India get onto the red listed countries and countries like Zimbabwe as well. And also, so that made it a little bit tricky, but however, the government generally was quite flexible in terms of how we would ensure that those nurses were able to onboard, despite the fact that they were coming from red listed countries, but also ensuring that we obviously follow the guidance that was needed to um, safely have those nurses come into our country as well. Yeah, yeah. Great, thank you. And you, you mentioned um, the Philippines and India there, but uh, what is the sort of range of countries that, that you've recruited nurses from and, and, and how many, say, in, in the past year? So we've been seeing nurses come from, oh my gosh, different parts of the world. Yeah, <laughs> Selwyn is nodding away here. And I mean, yeah. obviously Selwyn is from Guyana. We've seen nurses from come from Barbados, we've seen nurses come from Jamaica. And also from our African countries like Nigeria, we've seen nurses come from Ghana. Actually, recently I got excited because I actually met two nurses from Kenya, because oh. Kenya, we've not seen that many numbers. I mean, we haven't seen that many nurses from Malawi per se, but we've also seen nurses from Zimbabwe. So, you know, Trinidad and Tobago as well. So it's really been quite vast. And actually, recently we had a nurse come from Australia, but obviously she'd lived in the country. But, you know, but that just shows the the um, the diversity in terms of the nurses that we're having coming into our national health system. Mm, yeah, definitely. And you mentioned earlier about um, the sort of pastoral support being really important. Um, what what's what does that kind of look like in terms of the the support that you provide as as a trust? You know, how how are the, are the newly registered nurses welcomed in, into teams and and the employment? Yeah, so pastoral support really. I mean, everybody uses that word, but it can help mean a whole multitude of things. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so our recruitment team, uh, we've got a fantastic head of recruitment and the process starts, I think, even at the time that they recruited in terms of the information that they get given. And obviously, we're very much aware that, number one, nurses are coming in during a very difficult time in the United Kingdom, which is in the pandemic. And also, you know, people are leaving their own home countries to come in a country where, you know, some people don't have relatives, some people may have family, which is fortunate. But it's about how do we ensure that they have the smoothest as much possible, their their arrival and their experience is as smooth as possible. But of course, everything is challenging, but it's ensuring that they adapt to the system. How do we ensure that they get the things that they need from their day to day basis? So obviously, because most when they arrive, they do get to live in um, 
they have to quarantine, so they have to live in specific accommodation and mm -hmm. they can't go shopping. So as an organization, we ensure the HR team has been quite good in ensuring that they've got everything that they need. And we try our level best to try and meet their individual needs from a religious perspective, from a cultural perspective in terms of foods. Like I said, we do get lots of nurses coming from India, coming from Philippines and diets can be very different, different nurses coming from Africa. But making sure that we're able to recognize that you know, simple things in helping them open their bank accounts, you know, being able to join the GP services, understanding what local services are all about, and also just understanding what, you know, where they're living and, you know, what the town is like, what the culture is like. So giving them as much support as possible. Now, our education team is fantastic. So the guys that we work with, two of our nurses, Kirsty and Anne, who lead our OSCE program, I mean, they're amazing. It's almost like one of them, you know, is like their mom, Anne, who's mm -hmm. fantastic in the sense that she really holds their hand and she's so experienced in doing what she does that, you know, every little detail and, you know, they go to her and even after they've finished their OSCE program, they still remain in contact with them. And one of the key things that they do is they set up a WhatsApp group as, you know, as a group as well so that they can keep in touch. And then what we try and do is obviously when they get to the award areas and try and, you know, maintain some of that continuity in ensuring that the award managers continue to support them. I mean, we did have somebody who worked as a workforce facilitator as well. So she kind of wore a bit of that past pastoral element as well in continuing that support as well when they get to the wards and just really trying as much as possible to keep in contact with them and touch base and hearing them out and making sure that, you know, if they've got any concerns and encouraging them to speak out and stuff like that. Yes, I know that they may, I mean, nothing is perfect, Flavia. That's what we mm -hmm. want to remember. Accommodation may not be as great as we want it to be. There may be a few hiccups because, you know, bank accounts cannot be opened, you know, all those little nitty gritty things and stuff like that, like we would find in any situation. But we try and make the experience as easy as much as possible for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that's a, a kind of um, out of hours role, too, as well, isn't it, yeah. for, for your team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And and Selwyn, turning to you, really, I'd, I'd love to hear how, how the process has, has been for you. My understanding is you um, joined uh, sort of uh, joined for registration here in, in England in, in uh, March of, of this year, but you've been a nurse, haven't you, for, for far longer? Oh, yeah. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this. Um, actually, I would have been registered back in my country for over 10 years. Uh, the reason why I actually took the bold step to come to England was to ensure that I have what we call um, forward uh, education and I also love a challenge. Mm. Uh, to be honest, the transition for me was one that um, I would say fair in that I was expecting the worst in spite of. It's just that I really uh, appreciate the opportunity to be working in a new environment, uh, more so one that can um, elevate my standard of uh, practice. Mm, brilliant, brilliant. And I mean, what what was the actual process like? Did did it did it take some time? And also, how how did it feel when when you actually arrived here and you were kind of navigating your way through through some of the the various systems and setting up of things like bank accounts that that Michelle was just talking about? Yeah, so the, the process is one that is far different from where I came from. Most of the mm. stuff is done uh, basically online. 
we where I come where I come from is you basically go to the office and you do the necessary stuff. But here I had to adjust to the whole technology, which is fine, which is fine. I always like a challenge. Um, the process from back home to here was one that was very smooth. Uh, my agency would have explained everything to me. Uh, in spite of the pandemic, I was able to be here. Now, I must mention this. When I um, arrived in England, I wasn't sure how long my CBT um, would have been valid for. This is basically something you must do um, or must have valid before you can do the OSCE. And so it was expired at least three days before my OSCE. Um, yeah. Michelle would have mentioned about our mother in the OSCE class, which is Anne and Christy. Uh, they were so worried about me. They made calls, they emailed. Uh, of course, because of the pandemic, you would have um, a response or feedback saying, because of pandemic, we're busy and so on. And they were getting more frustrated than me. Anyway, yeah. they tried their best. Um, I eventually got to write the CBT back on Friday and then prepare for my OSCE, which was on the modern day. Um, thankfully, I made both of the exams on the first try. I say that to say that you, you can't get into somewhere that is strange and expect everything to be all bed of roses, um, mm. but you must try to adjust, try your best to adjust. And for me, I think it's a perfect opportunity for me to just use whatever happened to me and just move forward. But yes, the transition for me was, um, like I said, fair, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And what, what was it like in the kind of initial days and weeks? What, what was the kind of support that you that you feel you benefited most from? Okay, so when I first came, um, my country was not on the um, list whereby you had to be isolated. But then, like two mm -hmm. days after, they mentioned that it's on the um, the red list, so to speak. So I had to be isolated for ten days in the um, hotel. Uh, my meals were up to date, and of course, you had to make some calls because of the whole transition. But my meals were up to date after a few days. Um, you know, messages came to me via email stating that this is our package to start. Um, welcome. It was it was welcoming. It's just that as on a personal level, you really had to adjust and just get a free mind and open mind to expect whatever come your way. But it was it was OK for me. Mm, mm. Yeah, you sound like you have a fantastic attitude. So that's obviously ser served you very well. Um, did did you also find that um, you um, had access to or, or benefited from any any kind of groups or or networks? You know, perhaps of of also overseas nurses who who were newly registered. Okay, so the funny thing about me is that I was the only person from Guyana. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. I, I had to adjust to the whole language. They had persons from Nigeria in the room opposite me and from the Philippines from opposite me. But the thing is, because of this whole diversity aim and idea that we came with, you know, they were, hi, how are you? Where are you from? And so from there, we started to speak. Um, I'm the type that is very bold. I like to get out there and just have a chat. So when I saw this, this was, yes, green card for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think my experience was one that, of course, would be different from others. But the main thing is that you come with an open mind, try your best to push yourself and you, you will get there. You will get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that definitely sounds sounds like the way to go. Introducing yourself to people for sure. Um, and are there any things that um, you know, perhaps you um, 
wish you had known when you first um, came here that perhaps would benefit others um, now? Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. For example, <laughs> um, the cloning. <laughs> the cloning. <laughs> when I came, I, I came with nothing in terms of um, preparing for the weather. And so right. there were days when I was literally <laughs> shivering. Okay. And then I, I, I managed, I really managed to get my coat and so on. I came directly when it was winter, so to speak, snow and these things. So I managed to get my coat. So I would probably encourage persons to check the weather pattern when coming. <laughs> Great <laughs> advice. Get, yeah, try to get your clothing um, available. The next thing would have been your bank account um, or your bank card. For me, like I said, my country, we really don't do much online stuff. I mean, we're getting there now, but we don't do much of it. And so I had no access to bank account and I had to be behind in terms of getting financial um, assistance. I did have some change, so to speak, but you know you have the change, but you have to be careful how to spend it because you don't know when you're going to get the next um, bread, so to speak, from my country. Anyways, um, my like Michelle would have mentioned before, our mother, which is Anne and Christine, I explained to them what had happened. And they quickly spoke um, with Summer, that, uh, that's our HR representative, and she um, ensured that we all from the cohort would have been registered with a bank that we're comfortable with. We went there, we did what we had to do, and we had our bank cards and account rolling. But um, for those persons that are thinking about coming, if, if you want to be um, transitioning smoothly, these are some things you just need to get um, in order so you can move smoothly. Another thing is to be okay with technology in the sense that most of the stuff here is done with all sorts of devices. You have the tablets, the computer, and you should be um, have some knowledge when it comes to certain Microsoft um, apps and so on. But you can get it. You can get it. it um, for me, I would have passed through at least three different departments before I, I would have been stable. But I think it's because of the attitude I came with. I, I didn't mind where I go, how I go. Once I'm in a department, I'm just willing to work. But um, they have some some supportive staff that will help you, like tell you this is the app we used to um, enter our observation and this is what you need to look for, et cetera, et cetera. But there are supportive staffs um, in the department that I would have passed through. So it's not like you're being brought to the jungle and left alone but you're in the jungle with some some sort of supervision to help you. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And and it sounds like you are enjoying it, am I correct? I, I will say that I am enjoying it and I can't wait to actually do what I came here to do. I don't mind doing what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm really excited to get into what I'm actually here for um, and along with more fun, but so far so good. And and what is it that you came here to do? So when I left Guyana, I would have worked in all the departments you can probably think of right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's how good I was back home. And if this um, podcast can get back home, they, they'll probably tell you the same thing. Um, <laughs> each one of the departments right now misses me because of how I used to be working back home. The last department I worked on, that was like the last three years, would have been in anesthesia. I was just about to go do my training when I said, you know, if I'm going to do this training, let me just do it somewhere that I can be more recognized with standards. Not saying that back home is bad, but you always want the highest level of qualification. And so 
that's the reason, one of the reasons why I'm here, by the way, um, to ensure that I get this and at least satisfy mm -hmm. <laughs> my educational needs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, we, we hope that everyone uh, back home does listen too. So <laughs> we would definitely love that. Yeah. So really, um, the, the, the sort of final question I wanted to ask of, of you both, really, um, you know, perhaps um, starting with 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 you, Selwyn, actually, I think it's probably most most relevant. What, what advice would you give to nurses who um, are coming here from overseas? What would be your kind of top tip or, or top tips? couple if you like <laughs> so this might be a little hard but uh, it's just facts if you're really thinking about coming to England I'm I'm gonna be straight you must be the type of nurse that likes to work mm. you must not just come because it's a uh, first world country you must not come because of the nice things you heard if you like really love nursing you really like to work then you go for it you will be successful um of course, like I mentioned before, there's a lot of ups and downs, but once you're a nurse that really likes to work, go for it. Go for it. As I speak, I can tell you about my manager, and she would have said this before. She said that wherever she goes, she would like me to go behind, and these are the things that you like to hear. Mm -hmm. um, added to that, when, 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 you, when you care for patients, they would basically tell you, um, you're good, you're one of a kind. Um, and so I'm saying, if you if you want to come, no problem, but come with an attitude of work and just come to work. Um, I Basically, that's what I would say. I won't tell you much more to excite you, but once you like to work, just you just go for it. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. And, and how long do you um, intend to be here? As long as possible, as long oh. as I continue to um, fill my educational needs. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'm sure I'm sure Michelle will be very happy with that. <laughs> and <laughs> Michelle, turning to you, what what advice would you give to nurses um, like Selwyn coming from from overseas? I mean, to be quite honest, I mean it's almost like Selwyn stole the the you know the, the word that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's almost like a, you know I don't have any. Now the only thing I'll say is for me, Flavia, I trained, I did my nursing in the United Kingdom. And I came here in 1994, so it's slightly different for me. My experience has been different. So I grew up in the NHS. I understand how to maneuver the system. And in a way, also, I hate to use this word, but I'll put in inverted commas to say I know how to survive the system as well. But obviously, there is when people are coming in from a different part of the world, there is an element of naivety, as Selwyn has said. And I think he hit the nail on the coffin when he said that you have to be prepared to work. One thing I know is for sure is, like we said, I've mentioned different countries that we have that come, different nurses come from different parts of the world. So we've got to bear in mind that those are different um, healthcare systems and we're all coming into the NHS. Yes, like Selwyn has said, it may appear to be a first world country, but it has got its own first world challenges and it's also got its, you know, um, it's got its challenges as a healthcare system. But what I say is, I say to people, don't be naive, number one. And number two, be somebody who's willing to read and absorb information because there's nothing else that I can say. There's power in knowledge. Be somebody that's prepared to understand how to read policies, how to understand what they mean. Be somebody that is prepared to ask when you don't know and also put your hand up when you don't know. It's okay not to know. 
and also most important, especially in this time of COVID, come in just because you've come in from abroad and you think that, um, you know, oh, you know, this country, you feel you it's an honor, like Salwin has said. At the same time, we do respect the fact that you are a nurse. We have recruited you. You are entitled to what you're supposed to be entitled within this system. And we will treat you exactly the same way that we'll treat a nurse that has qualified in this country. And there's nothing, you don't have to have the subservient attitude of thinking, oh my gosh, you know, this I can't complain or I can't because, you know, this is an opportunity that I have given me no. Yes, it's a great opportunity, but at the same time, we value you and we want to make sure that you also get developed. So just having that in mind as you're coming along, being able to understand, particularly for me, the key message is to read, 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 understand the policies. And also one last thing is also understand that you're coming from a fairly different culture. Also think about how you're going to fit into the English culture as well. And what can you bring for us from your countries that will also help us to enhance do not write off the experience that you've got from working in Nigeria or working in Guyana or working in Zimbabwe. We are a global nursing workforce now. COVID has brought us together. Every single nurse across the world today has looked after a patient with COVID or dealt with patients to do with COVID. So that's a commonality. So at the end of the day, it's we are one. And I think today the nurses have come together across the whole world. So when we celebrate International Nurses Day, it's not just about Florence Nightingale only, but it's also about the fact that we have stood together. And the one thing that really has brought us together is recognizing that the pandemic, every person who's a nurse across the world has had to deal with it. So really, I know it's a mouthful there, Flavia, I said a whole multitude of things, but I think for me, it's about reading and being able to be somebody who knows how to absorb information. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I think you, both of your advice was was really, really useful and I'm sure people will benefit from it. Um, so thank you so much, Michelle and Salwin, for joining us on the Nursing Standard podcast. Thank you, thank you for having us, Flavia. We really do appreciate it. Certainly, certainly. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks. And thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that all the resources connected with this episode of the show can be found at rcni.com forward slash podcast, where you can also catch up on any episodes you may have missed or simply want to play back. And we greatly appreciate any feedback, so please do rate or review us on Apple or Spotify podcasts, which will also help other people to find us. I hope you enjoyed the show.